Oh, we're we're ordinary in all phases. We just yeah, and, and they were, then they were very good, and we couldn't match them. I think when you uh, dish up a performance like that, you, you have to look at your preparation. So we need to look at our week. Yeah, we just didn't get didn't get the contest right all over the ground, all aspects. Um, we got we got beaten up. So yeah, that's that's not good enough. Um, yeah, we're, we're all pretty flat in the rooms after that. Okay, um, and we need to have a look at ourselves as, as a coaching group, and make sure we're preparing our players the best, giving them the right messages. And like I said, that dish up a performance like that, it's it's on the back of your week. That was Fremantle coach Justin Longmuir in the wake of the 70-point loss to GWS on Saturday at Giant Stadium. Certainly one Fremantle couldn't afford. There for the West Australian newspaper was Jordan McArdle. Jordan, welcome. And what happened? Morning, Gus. Yeah, it was um, it was a tough one, wasn't it? Justin Longmuir's biggest loss as, as Fremantle coach and um, nothing went right at all. To be honest, they looked flat from the opening bounce. Their uh, their defensive pressure was was off at, at both ends of the ground. There was missed tackles everywhere. The the forwards, you know, looked looked a bit off to me as well. There there were set shots going missing all the time, um, and yeah, they they deserved that seventy point loss in the end. It was um, easily their worst performance of the year, and. Now back-to-back losses since the bye, so that it does feel like after all their their good work heading into the bye, they obviously won four straight heading into their their week off. They uh, they look a little bit off the pace the last couple of weeks, and obviously the season is uh, is slipping away pretty quickly now. They fell over a lot. Was it a case of uh, maybe didn't wear the right boots? Um, and I, I mean, there were fifty things that were wrong with Freeman on the weekend, but was that one of them? I was I was in Sydney, so. Um, I'm not sure if if the ground was a bit bit soft un, underfoot, but yeah, there, there was a lot of that, wasn't there? So, um, quite right, it was a yeah, it wouldn't be as much sort of slipping over in that. We may have looked. You're uh. You're fading in and out, Geordie. We might um, we might give you a call back and see if we can get a better line. I think you're you're coming and going a bit, um, uh, and we'll continue the conversation when Paul Heath gets you back on a on hopefully a better line. It was um, yeah, it was an interesting one for Freo. I mean, the thing for me is that th- these things will happen to a WA team uh, because of the travel burden, and it becomes a bit cumulative over the course of a season. And it often happens around the bye, where, as I said um, in uh, in my four points, they will get on the plane at one end thinking they are ready and they will get off the plane at the other end and they will clearly not be ready. We've got Jordan McArdle back now. Jordy, are you back with us? Yeah, I am making here. It's a bit clearer now. That's a bit better. That's a bit better. You were chopping in and out pretty regularly there. <laughs> um, yeah, so, look, it wasn't just their effort that was off, was it? Their skills were off as well. Everything was off. Yeah, yeah, I, I felt they were turning the ball over quite a lot. Um, you know, they had a couple of good looks going inside 50, but, um, you know, were butchering it by hand and foot, to be honest. Um, there were a lot of turnovers, and I, I think the Giants' pressure got to them a bit as well. There were so many holding the ball decisions and, and chase-down tackles and that. I thought I thought the Giants um, certainly added to, to Fremantle's 
Byron, you know, with a much sort of hungrier side, I felt their um, their defensive pressure was was chalk and cheese compared to what Frio dished up, which is usually one of their uh, one of their strengths. What do you make of the Giants? Does it feel like they're back? The orange tsunami's uh, flowing again. Yeah, absolutely. Their their midfield was was probably one of the the best I've seen all season. With you know, obviously Josh Kelly was back. I think he had three goals and and thirty odd disposals. Canelio looks. You know, pretty close to his vintage form from what I saw on on Saturday. He looks to be, um, you know, playing with a bit more freedom now. He's um, he doesn't have the captaincy anymore. Um, Tom Green, I'm a, I'm a massive fan of him. I think he's one of the best sort of younger players going around in the in the competition as well. So they've got a lot of weapons in their midfield, and I'm a, a massive fan of Briggs as well. What what he brings, I think. Um, he was just too big and, and too strong for, for Luke Jackson. I think it would have been a much better matchup for someone like Sean Darcy. I think they've obviously sorely missed him the last couple of weeks. Jackson's battled battled hard, but um, yeah, Darcy's up there with the best ruckman in the competition. So yeah, he can't come back soon enough for for Fremantle. Like, like Justin Longmuir said post game, it has it has a bit of an effect not only in their ruck division, but it's obviously taking Luke Jackson out of the forward line more, taking Josh Tracy out of the forward line more. So. Structurally, there things have uh, things have struggled a little bit as well. So um, I think he's going to be super important. It looks like he he will come back this week. They'll get Frederick back as well. Potentially James Ace. Obviously, he's a he's a bit of a watch with his concussion symptoms. See how he goes um, this week. So yeah, expect there'll be a few changes before Essendon on Saturday night. Um, yeah, there'll be a few few players that uh, underperformed on Saturday. We'll have nervous nights, I reckon, heading into selection on Thursday. Yeah, I agree. And it's an interesting one because a couple of weeks ago when he kicked the the winner against Melbourne, we thought Bailey Banfield had finally made it inside their best 22 and and was likely to stay there. But he's had a couple of pretty poor games. And with Sam Sturt bobbing up and kicking a couple, even though he also airmailed Michael Walters with a handball in the in the first quarter that, that created a, a turnaround goal for, for the Giants. But he showed a bit. Is um is Bailey Banfield in danger of dropping out of the best twenty two again? I think so. Yeah, I think they uh, they could potentially add another another forward who's been going well in the waffle. You look at obviously Sebek Kirk's at tall, but he kicked six in the waffle at the weekend. Travis Collier, he's one that obviously had a really injury interrupted start to the year, he had a, a knee issue that uh, was causing him a, a few problems. But he had, I think he had eighteen or nineteen and, and two goals. So he's another. Another potential option there. You know what he's going to bring with his, you know, speed and his tackling pressure. Um, I think, I think Nathan O'Driscoll. He uh, he potentially could uh, could be under the pump as well. I, I thought his ball use was um, was was pretty uh, pretty disappointing compared to what we're used to. I think he was a little bit below par. There's one one player that, that stood out for me was Liam Henry. I know he cops a lot of criticism, but I felt his his ball use was was a lot better than than a lot of players around him. I know his spot was probably um, questionable heading into the game, but I, I think he's one that um, actually showed a bit on the weekend. Was Justin Longmuir asked about Liam Henry after the game, and, and if he was, what were his thoughts on his performance? No, he wasn't really asked about Liam Henry as as such. He was, I think, he was more asked. I know I asked um, Caleb Sarong about Neil Erasmus. Obviously, came on as the the sub and and did pretty well in the end. I think he had ten, ten or eleven disposals in about a you know a quarter and a bit of footy. So he's 
he certainly put his hand up for a for a full game. Um, I thought, um, you know, he, he might he might be the one that comes in if if O'Driscoll ends up, you know, getting omitted, or even someone like Matt Johnson who copped a pretty bad corky. Do they give him, um, you know, a week as a sub or a, a week in the the waffle to, um, you know, ease, ease his workload? So um, there's going to be, yeah, I think there'll be a few changes this week, especially after a you know such a heavy loss and a lot of players performing below par. Yeah, I think they've got to be careful, Jordan. I think that, um, and it was interesting that Justin put it on a their preparation and b you know a, a bit on the play the the coaching group. I suspect the temptation after a performance like that will be to make four or five changes, but I but I wonder whether you need to make one or two and be pretty measured because it's a big game against Essendon. It's a must win win game, and and what history tells us is that you make four or five changes very hard to win the next week. To me, and um, and this is if they're going to have any chance of playing finals, this is a must-win this week against Essendon. So, I would have thought that maybe two, maximum three, as opposed to as opposed to five or six. Um, you mentioned Nathan O'Driscoll. He ha- he's had an interrupted run this season, hasn't he? He had injury at the start, and he's he's never quite got into the flow that he was in uh, that he was in last year. Yeah, I think that's got, got quite a bit to do with it. He, he battled that ankle injury, I think it was, off the top of my head for um, for quite some time during the the preseason. So that really interrupted his his running, and yeah, he probably hasn't reached those levels that we were used to seeing him last year. When you know he was he was using the ball beautifully, he was you know providing that run and carry, and he was he was kicking a lot of goals as well, wasn't he? He, was, uh, he made one of those pockets that. At Optus Stadium, his own, and yeah, I felt that he was, you know, really starting to cement himself in, in Frio's best 22. But he hasn't quite reached that level this season again. So um, yeah, hopefully it comes soon, unless uh, you know, unless he gets a, a bit of a stint in the waffle to get some some confidence up. That could be uh, could be the the best bet at the moment because um, yeah, his form hasn't been too flash. There was, it was something interesting that Justin Longmuir said on. I think it was yeah Saturday morning. He um, he hinted that Heath Chapman might get a go on the wing when he comes back. So um, I don't mind that that idea at all. I feel like the back six is you know relatively settled, and if you bring Heath Chapman in, a defender might have to go out. But if he uh, if he plays on a wing, maybe he comes in for for a Henry or an O'Driscoll or someone like that, and just provides that um, you know that that really good ball use. That's an interesting one because the other thing that stuck out on the weekend was that their midfield lacked run. And with Jager O'Meara and Nathan Fife both in there, it also looked a bit slow. Um, so, yeah, like young legs, I guess, and, and putting some speed around those bigger bodies would be might be important. Not too sure whether we still have Jordan. Uh, he may. Yeah, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you again now. Uh, <laughs> I, I was... Sorry, yeah, I think I think it probably says that um, you know how important James Ace is to their structure as well. He can play inside, he can play outside. He does provide that that little bit more run. And yeah, I, I agree. They did look a, a little bit slow at the weekend, didn't they? You always do when you don't have the ball. I suppose that's the old football truism, <laughs> isn't it? And uh, and they certainly didn't have the ball very often on on the weekend. Um, Jordan, do you think they can play finals now, or are they done? Oh, it's a tough one. They need to win this weekend, and, and Essendon's not travelling too bad. So, um, yeah, I think if they drop this one this weekend, it could be nearly season over. There'll be, you know, two and a bit games probably, or two two games and percentage out of the eight then, and 
yeah, it'd uh, be it'd be a lot to ask. And you know, other than that four week patch, we haven't really seen the the best of Frio this year. So if they can recapture that quickly, there's there's still a chance. Otherwise, I think the uh, the season is slipping away pretty quickly. Hey, what's going on with the first quarters? Sixteen of seventeen they've lost now, and the last two weeks really. Um, well, I'd say the first quarter against Richmond cost them the game, and then um, on Saturday it set the tone for the game. So what the hell's going on there? Yeah, I'm not sure. It might, might even be, you know, saying preparation-wise that they, they really need to look at it. Justin Longmuir alluded to, you know, their, their preparation and, and that sort of thing post-game. So, you know, whether they need to change something up and, you know, increase the intensity of training or, or something We've lost Geordie again. Obviously, it's a it's a very hit and miss line on the phone this morning. We might take a break and uh, and and come back after the break. Uh, if you want to have your say on anything Jordan has had to say, you can on the Temper at Bedshed text line. That is oh four eight seven seven three six seven three six, or you can give us a call on the open line. That is thirteen twelve fifty five. We'll be back after the break.